Welcome into the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. It's brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the Degenerate Gambler himself. And uh, before we get into our bets for this week, we're going to have a, a quick news break, so to speak, um, with a couple of things that went down uh, in uh, college football over the last couple of days. Um, the LSU Tigers uh, self-imposed penalties. Uh, from the NCAA investigation into an improper payment by a booster to its football players. Uh, Sports Illustrated first reported that the Tigers will lose eight scholarships over the next two years. They'll also reduce recruiting visits, evaluations, and communications, and have banned Cleveland Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. from its football facility for two years. Now, the football program is charged with a level three violation involving Beckham, a former Tiger star who gave $2,000 cash to four Tiger football players on the field after the team won the national championship this past January over Clemson. Uh, But the uh, more egregious allegation uh, involves the uh, booster John Paul Fumes, a former CEO of a hospital foundation, whom the enforcement staff accused of providing funds to families of current and former student-athletes, arranging for members of the institution's football staff to use a private plane and offering internships to football student-athletes. The enforcement staff confirmed that Funes arranged employment beginning in 2012 for the parents of a then-football student-athlete and paid the father $180,000 between 2012 and 2017 uh, for a no-show job. The father is identified as individual C in an indictment, uh, but he is the father of former LSU offensive lineman Vidal Alexander. Also, uh, the allegations included in the NCAA enforcement staff's request that its infractions case involving the LSU men's basketball program uh, be adjudicated through the independent accountability resolution process, which was created to handle complex cases. LSU was hoping to adjudicate the football case through that as well, uh, but that has not been the case. Uh, But the basketball program and the investigation involving Will Wade will go through that process. Now, the key to that process is this. Uh, If you are found guilty and you're handed a punishment uh, by the independent accountability resolutions process, you cannot appeal the penalties, like you can, if the NCAA hands you uh, hands you penalties, you can appeal those. You cannot appeal these. So, with that g- being the case, if LSU is handed a four year ban from the NCAA tournament, they cannot appeal that. They will be banned for the next four years, or so forth and so on. Whatever penalties they get, they will be uh, not be able to appeal those. Uh, one other note before we get into our picks. Uh, we know the University of Florida had to postpone last week's game with LSU, move it to December 12th. They postponed this week's game with Missouri, moving it back to next week. The program will keep its facility closed until Monday as the team continues to navigate an outbreak of COVID-19. Coach Dan Mullen tested positive for the coronavirus last week, but told reporters on Wednesday that he's feeling well and remains isolated at home. He also stated that all the football players that have tested positive have either ex- exempl- exemplified zero or very, very minor symptoms. Uh, he does expect uh, for Florida to play next week against Missouri. They may not have a full roster. He did say that, but he feels like they'll have enough players to play Missouri on October 31st. So with that said, let's go right in 
to our bets for the week. And uh, as we look back uh, on our overall standings, uh, we are sitting overall at 36, 35, and 1, and 11, and 11 in our upset picks. Our college picks are 19, 25, and 1, but our upsets are 8 and 6 in college. Our NFL picks are 17 and 10, but just 3 and 5 in our upset picks. So we'll move right on into our picks. Uh, we'll start with the Clemson Tigers, a 46-point favorite at home against Syracuse. Uh, as Clemson is 5-0 this season against the spread. They're also 21-9 against the spread in their last 30 games. Uh, Clemson scored 73 last week on Georgia Tech. Syracuse is not a very good team at all. Uh, I think the spread is a, is a relatively high, but I actually like Clemson minus 46 in, in this case just because I'm not sure Syracuse will score, and I think Clemson can top 50. And even if Syracuse scores a touchdown, I think Clemson gets at least 54. So I really like uh, Clemson in this one uh, to cover the 46-point spread. Heck, they may have it covered by halftime. Uh, so we'll go Clemson minus 46. North Carolina hosts North Carolina State. Uh, North Carolina is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, North Carolina State in their last five games are 4-1 and one against the spread, while North Carolina in their last seven games are 5-2 and two against the spread. Now, the spread's a little high in this one, mainly because uh, North Carolina State's starting quarterback is out for the season, or excuse me, out for the next four to eight weeks. Uh, but Brady Hawkman comes back in as a starter at North Carolina State. He was a starter in the season opener. Uh, I think NC State, in a rivalry game, North Carolina coming off a uh, tough loss last week at Florida State. I think it took a lot out of them. Uh, I think this sets up as an opportunity for North Carolina State to keep this game close. I'm not going to call for the all-out upset in this one, mainly because of the quarterback situation at NC State. But I think we're going to go North Carolina State. We're going to take the 15.5 points. That gives us basically three scores to play with in a rivalry matchup. All right, next up, the Auburn Tigers host Ole Miss. Auburn is favored by three. Uh, Auburn, however, is one in four in their last five against the spread. That's all I need to know. I'll take Ole Miss plus three. If you've watched Auburn play, they are not a very good team. I know Ole Miss got shut down uh, last week uh, by the Arkansas defense. Matt Corral threw six interceptions. Uh, but one thing I do have faith in when it comes to Lane Kiffin and his offenses, that they'll find a way uh, to uh, rebound from that. I feel like they can make the adjustments that we're not seeing done at Mississippi State under Mike Leach. I think Lane Kiffin will make the adjustments. I think Matt Corral is, a, is too strong-headed of a quarterback to, to let this uh, define him this season. So I think he's going to bounce back with a big game. Now, Ole Miss's defense played better last week, but it's still not a very good defense at all. Uh, but Auburn's offense isn't exactly murderer's row right now. It's not scaring a lot of people. It doesn't scare me. I'll take Ole Miss. I'll take the three points. I think Ole Miss wins this straight up, to be honest with you. I'm not picking it as an upset pick. I've got two of those later on. Uh, but Ole Miss plus three, to me, it sounds like a pretty good uh, pretty good pick. Iowa State is at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State favored by three and a half. Now some trends in this one. Iowa State is 13-1 and one against the spread in their last 14 games played in October. Conversely, Oklahoma State is 7-2 and two in their last nine Against the spread, 13-4 and four in their last 17, and 16-6 and six in their last 22 games against the spread. Uh, Oklahoma State, I think Spencer Sanders is supposed to come back at quarterback this week for, uh, for the Cowboys. I wonder how rusty he's going to be. I think Iowa State and uh, Brock Purdy, 
Purdy has been, in his career, just unbelievably uh, productive in the month of October, judging by that 13-1 against the spread record uh, for Iowa State. I'm going to take Iowa State. I'm going to take the three and a half points. I'm not going to say Iowa State wins this game, but they keep it within a field goal. I think it's going to be one of the better games on Saturday. Alabama is a 21-and-a-half point favorite at Tennessee. Alabama, 8-1 against the spread in their last nine games when playing at Tennessee, while Tennessee is 4-10 against the spread in their last 14 games against Alabama. Uh, Alabama, I do worry about having a little bit of a letdown from a big game last week with Georgia, uh, but at the same time, I haven't seen nothing in the last two weeks that tells me Tennessee is going to do a whole lot on Alabama. I don't see how Tennessee stops Alabama's offense. I don't see how Tennessee puts points on the board against Alabama's defense. While it's not your vintage Alabama defense, uh, they just have a walking turnover at quarterback in Jarrett Garitano. Uh, I think Alabama minus 21.5 is a good play. I'm going to take that play. I'm going to say Alabama minus 21.5 at Tennessee. I think they roll in this one. Notre Dame is at Pittsburgh, and Notre Dame favored by 10.5. Now, when you look at the trends in this one, Notre Dame is 1-4 against the spread in their last five against Pittsburgh. However, Pittsburgh is 1-7-1 against the spread in their last nine games overall. I'm leaning Pittsburgh in this one and taking the 10.5 points. Notre Dame, the last couple weeks, there's something wrong with their offense. I don't know what it is. Uh, I can't pinpoint it, but there's something wrong. When they score only 12 points on a Louisville defense that gave up 42 the week before the Georgia Tech, tells me there's some serious issues. This game is on the road. I nearly picked it as an upset. I nearly took that as an upset and decided not to. Uh, but I'll take Pittsburgh plus 10.5. Uh, you know, that's, a, that's two scores right there uh, in a game in which might come down to the final moments. All right, Boston College is at home against Georgia Tech. Boston College favored by three and a half. Georgia Tech is 5-14-1 against the spread in their last 20 games. Boston College 12-2 against the spread in their last 14 games played in the month of October. Boston College is a three and a half point favorite. Now, they let me down a little bit last week. I had them as a 12-point underdog at Virginia Tech, but the Hokies came out guns blazing and, and kind of blew Boston College out. But that's really the only bad game Boston College has played this season. They nearly beat North Carolina two weeks ago. Georgia Tech coming off a 73-7 shellacking at home by Clemson. I think mentally, I don't think Georgia Tech is going to be there. So I'm going to take Boston College. I'll give up the three and a half points. Well, the Big Ten is back, and we do have a Big Ten game on our slate. Michigan is at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by three. Now, there's expecting snow on Saturday. It's already snowing in Minnesota. They're expecting it to be snowing on Saturday. Uh, Michigan, by the way, five and two in their last seven against the spread. While Minnesota is seven, two and one against the spread in their last ten. The thing that worries me about Michigan is a new quarterback in Joe Milton. They had a number of guys opt out of the season. Minnesota got some guys back to opt into the season, including their stud wide receiver, Rashad Bateman. Uh, they still have Tanner Morgan at quarterback. Game day is going to be there. I think Minnesota is going to be up for this one. Uh, and being only a, being a three-point underdog on top of that, I uh, decided not to pick it as an upset, but I do think Minnesota beats Michigan straight up. And I'll take Minnesota. I'll take the three points just to be safe. 
All right, Cincinnati is at SMU, and SMU favored by two and a half in this one. Cincinnati is four and one against the spread in their last five on the road, while SMU is nine and three against the spread in their last twelve at home. I'm leaning Cincinnati and taking the points in this one, and that has everything to do with injuries on SMU's side. Their stud wide receiver, Reggie Roberson, is out for the season uh, with a torn ACL. They still have Shane Bouchelle at quarterback. They do have other weapons, but Roberson was the guy. He was the man at SMU at that wide receiver position. They're also missing uh, their all-conference linebacker as well. He's out for this one as well. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Cincinnati is a, uh, it's a team that, <coughs> that plays really good defense. So I think they'll find a way to kind of limit SMU. I think they'll have enough offense with Desmond Ritter at quarterback uh, to uh, to cover the two and a half. They'll probably win this one straight up, but we'll take Cincinnati. We'll take the two and a half points. All right, our last college pick before our upsets. Uh, the Mountain West also is back this week, and we got one of those games as well. Air Force is at San Jose State. Air Force is favored by seven points. Now Air Force is six and two against the spread in their last eight games. While San Jose State is 1-4-1 against the spread in their last five at home. Air Force has played a game as they blew out Navy a couple weeks ago. San Jose State playing their first game of the season. Uh, it's the option attack of Air Force. You've got to go with the option attack. Give up the seven points. I'll take Air Force minus seven. All right, our two upsets. TCU is a six-and-a-half point underdog at home to Oklahoma. Nothing I have seen tells me Oklahoma wins this game. It's at TCU. Uh, we know Oklahoma's got a pretty solid offense, but they got zero defense. TCU has some defense. Their offense is okay, but I think their offense could exploit Oklahoma's defense. TCU being at home on top of that. Two weeks to get ready for this game. I'm going to go TCU to upset Oklahoma as a six-and-a-half point underdog. And my other upset, South Carolina is at LSU. South Carolina is a six-point underdog in this one. LSU is going to be without their starting quarterback, Miles Brennan. So they're going to be starting a true freshman against Will Muschamp's defense. South Carolina's defense is pretty good. Uh, they did a great job last week on Auburn. Uh, they have one of the better corners in the conference, and J.C. Horn, who had a couple of interceptions last week. I think they can get pressure on a freshman quarterback. I think they can force some mistakes. Even though this game is in Baton Rouge, I'm still going to take South Carolina as a six-point underdog to upset LSU. So quickly, we'll go over our bets again. Clemson, minus 46 at home against Syracuse. North Carolina State is a 15.5-point underdog at North Carolina. Ole Miss is a three-point underdog at home against Auburn. Iowa State is a three-and-a-half-point underdog at Oklahoma State. Alabama is a 21.5-point favorite at Tennessee. Pittsburgh is a 10.5-point underdog at home against Notre Dame. Boston College is a three-and-a-half point favorite at home against Georgia Tech. Minnesota is a three-point underdog at home against Michigan. Cincinnati is a two-and-a-half point underdog at SMU. And Air Force is a seven-point favorite at San Jose State. And our two upsets again, TCU as a six-and-a-half point underdog to win at home against Oklahoma. And South Carolina as a six-point underdog to win at LSU. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and we'll turn our attention to the National Football League. This is The Degenerate Gambler. Welcome back into The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast, where our motto is, the only way to get rich is to bet irresponsibly. 
I'm Robert Ash. As we move our way now to our NFL picks for this week, we'll start things off uh, with the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tennessee comes in as a one-point favorite at home against Pittsburgh. Now, both teams in their last five games are 4-1 and one against the spread, and that right there alone tells me this is about as even as a game could possibly be. Uh, both teams are undefeated on the season. It is the game of the week in the NFL. But I'm going to go Tennessee and give up the point for really just one reason, because they're at home. It's as simple as that. Tennessee at home, I'll take them, give up the point. I do worry about uh, Taylor Llewellyn being out for the season uh, for the Titans, and now they're missing both of their uh, starting offensive tackles. So that does concern me a little bit against the Pittsburgh pass rush. Uh, But Tennessee's done a good job of scheming uh, to alleviate the one issue on on the the offensive line. Now they're going to try to do it with two. I actually have some confidence they're going to be able to do that. And uh, if this game was in Pittsburgh, I would go with Pittsburgh. But the game in Nashville, it's the biggest game in Nashville. Uh, well, they did make the playoffs and make it to the championship game in the AFC last year. But it's the actually biggest game in the city of Nashville probably uh, since their Super Bowl run in 1999. Uh, so we're going to go Tennessee. We'll give up the point uh, at home against Pittsburgh. Buffalo, a 13-point favorite at the New York Jets. Now, the Bills have lost two straight, uh, but the New York Jets are the New York Jets. They're 0-6 on the season. They are actually 0-6 against the spread this season and 2-9 and in their last 11 games against the spread. I don't really have any trends for Buffalo, but I don't feel like I need any trends for Buffalo. It's the Jets. The Jets haven't covered a spread all season. I don't see them covering it here. I'll take Buffalo. I'll give up the 13 points at the New York Jets. All right, next up, Detroit is at Atlanta. Atlanta is favored by two and a half going into this game. Uh, Atlanta is nine and two against the spread in their last eleven games against Detroit. However, they are three and thirteen against the spread in their last sixteen games played in the month of October. But Detroit's just four and twelve against the spread in their last sixteen games as well. I think Atlanta got off the snide last week with a big win, uh, an impressive victory at that. Uh, I really don't know what to make of uh, the Detroit Lions right now. So with that said, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons, give up the two and a half points uh, at home against Detroit. Green Bay, a four-point favorite at Houston. Green Bay in their last seven games, they are five and two against the spread, while in the last seven games for the Texans, they are one and six against the spread. Uh, Houston, you know, they've already fired their uh, coach, Bill O'Brien. Romeo Cornell is the new head coach there. Uh, They played pretty well in an overtime loss uh, to Tennessee last week. Uh, Green Bay got blown out by Tampa Bay. I think Green Bay comes back uh, with a nice bounce back this week. I think uh, they've got something to prove after what happened last week. And I think it's going to be at the expense of the Houston Texans. So uh, give me Green Bay minus four at Houston. New England is a two-point favorite at home against San Francisco. Well, San Francisco's 8-3 in their last 11 against the spread on the road, while New England is 2-5 against the spread in their last seven games overall. Uh, 
this is one of those where I'm kind of going against the trend. I'm going to go with New England just mainly because New England lost last week and looked poor in their loss to Denver. I feel like Bill Belichick will scheme something up. Uh, San Francisco is coming off a big win at home against the Los Angeles Rams, but the Niners have been home the last three weeks. First road game in a month. New England trying to come back from a poor showing against Denver at home last week. I think all added up. And I think that's going to be a New England cover at New England minus two. We'll take uh, the Patriots there. All right, our upset pick this week. Now, there was not a lot to choose from on the upset side of things. Uh, Not a lot of underdogs I really like. But we're going to go with Cincinnati at home to upset Cleveland as a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. And... uh, as we look at that, Cincinnati is 1-8 and eight in their last nine on the road. I don't even know why I've got this listed as them on the road. They're at home, uh, so I apologize there. Uh, I do know uh, Cleveland is 5-1-1 one one in their last seven against the spread. Uh, so far this season, I think uh, when you look at Cincinnati, they're 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five. Five one and one against the spread in their last seven games. Uh, while Cleveland is one and eight against the spread in their last nine games on the road, I think Cincinnati is going to look uh, to pick up a big victory this week. Uh, I wonder the psyche of Cleveland right now uh, after what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers this past Sunday. Uh, I think Cincinnati's getting better. They're not great by any means, but I think they're getting better. And I think because of that, we're going to go Cincinnati. We'll give up the three and a half points on this one. So our NFL, our, so all our picks again, we'll go through them one more time for everybody. On the college side, we got Syracuse, or excuse me, Clemson minus forty-six against Syracuse, and North Carolina State plus fifteen and a half at, against North Carolina. Ole Miss plus three against Auburn. Iowa State plus three and a half at Oklahoma State. Alabama minus 21 and a half at Tennessee. Pittsburgh plus 10 and a half against Notre Dame. Boston College minus three and a half against Georgia Tech. Minnesota plus three against Michigan. Cincinnati plus two and a half against SMU. Air Force minus seven against San Jose State. And our two upsets on the college side, TCU as a six-and-a-half-point underdog to beat Oklahoma, and South Carolina as a six-point underdog to beat LSU. On the NFL side, we got Tennessee minus one against Pittsburgh. Buffalo minus 13 at the New York Jets. Atlanta minus two-and-a-half against Detroit. Green Bay minus four at Houston. And New England minus two at home against San Francisco. With our upset pick being Cincinnati as a three and a half point underdog to beat the Cleveland Browns. All right, so that's our pick so far. Now we'll go into our uh, tutorial real quick, and we're just going to stick with point spreads and our tutorial. Uh, a lot of questions about what plus and what minus mean when it comes to sports betting. Uh, plus, if, if a team has plus points, with it, as we'll use Cleveland and Cincinnati as an example, Cincinnati at plus three and a half basically means 
you are you you start the bet if you take plus three and a half already up three nothing in a roundabout way. So basically, Cincinnati would have to lose by more than three points for you to lose the bet. If Cincinnati loses by three points or less, or Cincinnati wins by any amount, you win that bet. Now on the converse side, the minus three and a half for Cleveland in this game. You just reverse everything that was just said. At minus three and a half for Cleveland, Cleveland would have to win by more than three. They basically start a three-nothing hole. They got to win by more than three for you to win the bet. If Cleveland wins by three or less or loses by any amount, you lose that bet. Now, you can do stuff like you can parlay some of these. A parlay would be two or more bets combined. They're worth more money, but they're harder to hit because in that parlay, you have to hit every one of them in order to cash in on a parlay. So if we were to parlay Cincinnati plus 3.5, New England minus 2, and Green Bay minus 4, we'd have to hit all three of those to cash out. If you bet them individually and you hit two of the three, you'll win some money because you'll win on two of the three bets. Uh, You can also do something called a teaser, and that is adding points to the point spread. There are six-point teasers, seven-point teasers, 10-point teasers, 13-point teasers. All of them are worth money, but the more points you get, the less amount of money it's worth. Uh, So if we were to do – I like to do what's called sweetheart teasers. Those are 13-point teasers. So I'll take four games, which is the total you have to have for a sweetheart teaser. No more than that, no less than that. But you got to have it – you got to have four teams. So – we got Atlanta minus two and a half at home against Detroit. Green Bay minus four at Houston. New England minus two against San Francisco. Or Cincinnati plus three and a half against Cleveland. We use those four games. If I do a 13-point teaser and I put the money, say, on Detroit against Atlanta. So because Detroit's a two and a half point underdog, add 13 points to that, Detroit would be plus 15 and a half, which would mean Detroit would have to lose by 15 points or, or more than 15 points for you to lose the bet. Uh, or they could win. Now, if you do it on the Atlanta side at minus two and a half, you would get get uh, plus uh, ten and a half, which would mean Atlanta would have to either win or lose by ten points or less for you to win. They are easier to hit, but they do not pay a lot of money. A five dollar, or excuse me, a ten dollar, uh, thirteen point sweetheart teaser pays about seven dollars and sixty nine cents, which means. You win, you win seventeen sixty nine if you hit because you get your ten dollars back plus that seven sixty nine. But if you were to do the same four teams in a parlay with the point spread already there, it would be worth a whole lot more. But those are harder to hit. When you get an extra thirteen points and a sweetheart teaser, it gives you more room for error, so to speak. I do a lot of those, and I hit I, I hit probably close to 70% of my sweetheart teasers. Parlays, I do some parlays. I don't hit a whole lot of those because they are very difficult to hit. I do a lot of individual bets, and that's a lot what you get with, with the bets I make with this podcast. Those are all individual bets. I'm not parlaying those. I'm not teasing those. Those are individual bets I make, and you can see we're, we're ahead in the money uh, overall in the season on the individual bets.
So with that said, we're going to end the podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, uh, anywhere you listen to uh, podcasts. Uh, We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll recap how the weekend went with us, uh, went for us, and then we'll look ahead uh, to the upcoming week and maybe look at some trends uh, with some of those games as well. This is The Degenerate Gambler.